I'm Chris Ronzio, and this is Process Makes Perfect Daily. Welcome to today's episode. This is your daily dose of the Process Makes Perfect podcast by Trainual. Let's get into it. Today's episode is audio from the Tycoons of Small Biz podcast, where Chris was invited onto their show as a guest. In this segment, Chris explains what a business playbook is, how Trainual can help you establish your playbook, and which types of companies Trainual works best for. Yeah, yeah, and I think that you, I think you refer to that as, uh, you know, developing what you call a, a business playbook. So yeah. talk to us a little bit about what what that is, or a little bit more about what that is, and just you know why 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 do companies need this, and how is it valuable to them? Yeah, so a, a company's playbook, a business playbook, is just who's who, who does what, and how do you do each thing. So it's an overview of how the business works, department by department. How does the company function? What are the products, the services that you sell? What are the roles and the responsibilities of the people that work at the company so that there's no uh, gray area of who does what? And then for each of the things that you do, each of your processes, each of your the, the services you deliver, the products you sell, you've got standard operating procedures procedures to make sure that each of those things are done right. And so the playbook encompasses all of that. It's the people, it's the roles, responsibilities, it's the policies, the rules of how you operate, and it's the SOPs, the processes. And then in addition to that, you've got things like your brand, your culture, your mission, your vision. So all of that stuff that encompasses what makes your business unique would go into your playbook. And that's what our tool is supporting. And I would even say it's what makes your business unique and transferable, right? Because so many yeah. entrepreneurs, and we, you know, I've been doing this 20 years, so many entrepreneurs have a really hard time transferring any responsibilities of, you know, certain responsibilities to anybody else, right? Yeah. And, and what they don't realize is that by doing that, the business kind of dies with them. If they don't have somebody else that can do those things, the business is dead when, they're just, when they decide that they're going to hang it up, right? Yeah, it's, and it's easier to put yourself in the position of trying to take over another business than it is to put yourself in the position of selling yours because you kind of take for granted what you know. But if you think about like, what if someone else, a friend of yours gave you the keys to their business and you didn't know anything about it? What would you need to get up and running? And you can do this mental exercise and say, well, I'd need to know like who all the people, who are the leaders here? What are their strategic goals for the year? Like are the financials in order? How do, how do we operate? How do we ship products? You know, like all those questions you'd be wanting to know for someone else's business. That's what you need to work on for yours. And so we've developed, you know, so much content and so many templates and things just to help people jog those ideas and, uh, and start to write things down. Cause it's hard to do when you're so deeply ingrained in your own business. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. And, and that's actually a unique spin that I'm going to remember, to be honest with you, to, to help, a, help a business owner to, to think about it. Because you're right, if they're thinking about it in terms of an acquisition rather than a sale, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden it's easier for them to focus on what it is that they would need to do. And then you can, like you said, flip the script, go back to them and say, now that's what we need for your business so that your business eventually becomes transferable. And we're talking about selling it to somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, very cool. So how do small businesses get started with the process? I mean, do you have 
you know, an initial meeting where you sit down and go through certain things? How, how do you get, get them through this process? If they need it, we've got a team to do that, but it's a, it's a really self-sufficient kind of product to do it yourself tool. So uh, most of our customers will go to the website, they've experienced some content or they've, they've gotten a webinar or something like that. And then they sign up for a free trial. And then just in the trial period, you don't even have to put a credit card in. You go through and you outline the roles in your company and you pick from our templates for your handbook or your orientation or um, you know other areas of the business. And then you just start to build out those step-by-step step processes in the company. And along the way, we invite you to, you know, to join webinars or to jump on a, a content design session with someone on our team. Um, but little by little, they're chipping away at this, this idea of a playbook. And then they, when they've seen the value, they get what the tool is, then you start paying for it. And it's just a, a monthly or annual subscription. Gotcha. Quick, quick follow-up question. Sorry, Austin. No, no. Um, so two-part question. One, first part is, what, what is it? typical client look like to train you all, you know, as far as, you know, the, the business goes. Um, and then also what, what's a time frame look like? So if company A comes to your website, they start poking around, they're like, okay, this is, this is legit. We need to, we need to do this. What, what's a realistic time frame for them to get to a point where they're feeling pretty confident about all the stuff that they've documented. Yeah. So I'll start with the size question. Um, We've got, you know, I would say the sweet spot for customers is maybe 10 people to 250 people. That would be the sweet spot. Um, Because when you're fewer than 10, you're, you're starting to just outline the departments or who does what. Um, So unless it's a business that's like one owner with nine field sales reps or something where there's a lot of repetition, then typically that 10 is sort of the, 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 point where they're wanting to document things. And then on the high end, I only say 250 because um, Trainual is not built for like enterprise Fortune 500 kind of companies. It's for small to mid-sized businesses. And you know companies that have really extensive HR departments and learning and development infrastructures and eight levels of managers and that kind of complexity, they're probably plugged into some pretty intense ERPs and people systems. And so we fall in the middle. We're like, you know, bigger than the solopreneur, but smaller than those enterprise tools. Um, That said, we've got, you know, one, two person companies that are starting a franchise and investing heavily in this out of the gates. And we've got tens of thousands of user companies that are just, you know, virtual assistant companies or people with distributed workforces around the world. Um, like Ironman and and rock and roll marathons and people that train thousands of volunteers, um, but it's not a it's not thousands of people in a in a headquarters if that makes sense. So um, so that's kind of the size of the company's uh, time frame. It really depends on what training you're trying to create. So I would say if if you're trying to make the playbook for your business, then it's probably at least a, at least a quarter or six months before you're going to make like that meaningful progress that you've got a ton of stuff in there. But it's an ever evolving thing. You know, as long as your business changes, you've got to update your playbook and keep it updated. Um, but if it's simple training, like you're trying to create an orientation to hire your first virtual person because your office is closed right now, then you can be up and running in a couple hours over the weekend. Um, We've had people that sign up in the afternoon and they launch the next day and they're like, I can't believe how simple that was. But that's because they were just creating one thing. So part of of what makes the system easy is you can embed anything you have existing. So 
uh, PDFs, Google Slides, YouTube videos, like any of that stuff about your business, you just paste in the links. It all appears within the system. So it can be pretty easy to get started if you've got anything as a starting point. Yeah, very cool. So things have shifted and changed quite a bit in the last few months uh, for everybody, right? Um, You guys are technically a tech company, right? Um, So, you know, I think everybody believes that tech companies shifted really easily during the COVID-19 pandemic. And maybe you did, maybe you didn't. But give us a little bit of a flavor of what that's been like for you guys to shift to a fully remote workforce. Yeah, we were fortunate that it was pretty easy because we were already using all remote tools and we had a pretty flexible policy of working from home, um, you know, before this all happened. And so we were able to just, you know, move on a dime and say, as of tomorrow, the office is closed. And what was ironic or what, 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 the timing was perfect, but um, we were looking at signing a new lease for a much bigger office space. We've been growing really quickly and our existing office space ended, our lease was ending in May. And so the contract was with the lawyers the week we went remote. We just decided we were not going to sign it right now. Um, So we've been remote since March when that all happened. So I think it was pretty, pretty simple. But also we have a product that helps you onboard your new hires remotely and train your people. And we've been our own best customer for the last few months. We've hired 14 people since March um, that we've never met. And it's been really cool to see our product get them up to speed. And, uh, and you know we're coming up with new feature ideas that we would never have had before because we weren't experiencing it ourselves. So um, it's, it's been a challenging time, I'd say, personally. And trying to support our people through this and whatever else is going on with their families. But fortunately, on the business side, we've uh, been pretty seamless. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. I mean, I've got, I've got a neighbor that works for Zapier. And yeah. you're, I'm sure you're familiar with, with yeah, who yeah, they are. Yeah, we integrate with them. Yeah, and, and their, their entire workforce is remote and has been, I don't know if it always was, but it was well before COVID. Yeah, and, and, trendsetters. Is yeah. it Cody? It is Cody. Do you know Cody? Yeah, I know Cody. <laughs> yeah, Cody Jones lives right across the street many, from me. I don't know how many remote, how, how many Arizona people work there, but figured it was worth a shot. Yeah, yeah, he lives right across the street. So. Oh, that's cool. He's great. Yeah, yeah, they're a great family, busy family. Three, three little boys, and and then a little girl behind that, and they they keep wow. him and his wife very busy. So, but yeah, wow. it's it's been fun for us to actually watch them. Their oldest son is. It's like watching my son grow up all over again. He's just, he's almost the exact same kid. It's been pretty fun to watch. So, oh, that's cool. But yeah, yeah, great, great, great family. But, you know, Zapier, like you said, I mean, or like I said, they've been remote for a long, long time. And it's, it's, I'm sure it provides challenges too, right? But it's provided them the ability to be pretty nimble throughout all of this. And they hire the best person no matter where they live, right? Yeah. And then, you know, just, I mean, taxes and all that kind of stuff they could, that it can potentially save them over time as well versus, you know, all of their employees having to live in the Bay Area where it's very, very expensive from a cost of living standpoint and a taxes standpoint. So it, it's pretty cool to watch some of these tech companies and, and really now mom and pop shops having to figure out how to, how to do this remotely. Yeah. 
yeah, I think we'll net out with some kind of hybrid model. And that's that's what we're thinking. We're we're planning to have kind of our own company-owned co-working space. So rather than an office where everyone's got a desk and everyone's there every day, we're trying to plan a space that a handful of people could come to whenever they want and know that it's ours, that they're not sharing with other companies. So I think we'll probably end up somewhere in the middle. Yeah, that, that was my follow-up as if you thought you'd remain completely remote or you'd go some sort of a hybrid. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So my my brother is our CMO and he is based here in Boston where I am right now. And we've got a couple other fully remote employees, one in Tennessee, one in Utah, one in California. And so I think we will have remote employees in, an, in a variety of roles. But where we have a concentration of a lot of employees like we do in Phoenix, Scottsdale, it makes sense to have a physical location for them to meet up and collaborate. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I, I, I think there is something that's lost specifically from a concl- from a collaboration standpoint if you're not face to face. Yeah, and other companies have done it, proven proven it wrong. But uh, I like getting together with people, brainstorming around a whiteboard, even if we have to stand six feet apart or whatever. Yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. Chris, so you, you were a little bit more fortunate than me. Uh, I I signed a new lease on April first, so oh. yeah. So, uh, things may have been a little bit different, uh, for me as well, but anyway, I got a great new spot, but, um, we're going to take a quick break to uh, hear from one of our sponsors. And when we, when we come back, we want to hear some, some tips and tricks for uh, businesses that are, uh, utilizing remote onboarding. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Process Makes Perfect Daily. We're releasing these mini episodes every Monday through Thursday and be sure to catch our full length episodes every Friday. Tons more content, including video versions of everything over on YouTube at Chris Ronzio and be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn and Instagram. I'd love to hear from you.